feels so amazing, this encounter I had with the Lord. Within myself two times I heard, you are home, you are home. It was like loud and clear. It is not an outside voice, but it was clear. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, we've been talking about what it's like for a jihadist from Iran to convert to Christianity. As we know with Sharia law, it is a law in many Muslim countries, such as Iran, and that in that law, it is illegal for a Muslim to convert to Christianity, and it is punishable by death. Now, there are people who still make this transition, praise God. And in our last few shows, Mohammed Faridi was sharing with us how he was born in Tehran, Iran. He was a Muslim that spoke Farsi, and he was forced to learn Arabic in order to speak the language of the Muslim deity Allah. Now, he told us how he joined the Iranian Revolutionary Army and he desired to become a martyr in jihad. That moment never happened. He was hoping to guarantee his entrance into paradise, but that was slipping away. He fell into a depression. He wanted to commit suicide. So, he shared with a friend how he felt and that friend happened to become a Christian. He was shocked by that and he fought with this initially, but after the power of God hit him, he dropped to his knees and gave his life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> now, today he's going to talk about how his newfound faith in Jesus Christ changed his life. Muhammad, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Muhammad, this is a huge deal. You were a jihadist Muslim and you gave your life to Christ, to Jesus Christ. You became a Christian. I understand you felt the presence of God and felt for the first time in your life, the peace of God. What happened after that? So I've accepted Lord Jesus Christ oh. as my Savior, as my God. And I wanted to get to know Him and find out if He is the truth. Because after I heard that He has died for me, the first question came to my mind is, why nobody has told me that yet. If Jesus has died for us as Savior already, it's done. Why this kept in secret and nobody has told me? So I went on this journey of finding out if this guy, the friend of mine, told me the truth. So about two weeks later, we went to the church for the first time. And I was really uncomfortable going to the church because as a Muslim, I believe Christians are filthy. There's a doctrine in Islam that there are elements that they're unclean. They're najis. They're haram. If you touch him or partake of him, you become spiritually unclean or filthy, and Allah will not receive your prayers. For example, if you eat pork or drink alcohol or touch blood, you cannot just go to Allah and pray. You have to go through a ritual, wash yourself in order to be accepted by Allah again or your prayer be received by Him. So I was going to the place of health. I was going to a church where Christians gather, and I was uncomfortable. So during that time in Tehran, we had three churches. And the churches are for Armenian Iranians and not for Iranians. Muslims cannot go visit churches. 
It's not open to the public. It's for Armenians, which is generational Christians that they lived in Iran. Hmm. So I made it to the church that day after my friend talked to the security of the church and we went inside. And as I'm curiously and uncomfortably walking through the gates of the sanctuary to enter the church, as soon as I walked, I had something like a cloud. There is no expression or explanation in languages for it, but something like a cloud came around me and it's like gave me a hug. It was like something so peaceful, so loving. It felt that time stopped in it. I could barely feel my weight. I was light as a feather. And it was so amazing, this encounter I had with the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Within myself, two times I heard, you are home, you are home. And I was so enjoying this moment. I was so fascinated and absorbed in this that time didn't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. It was like loud and clear. It is not an outside voice, but it was clear. Wow, you are home. I mean, that is a feeling many are looking for, and you found it. What happened through the rest of the service? So, so at that moment, you don't have any needs. There are no needs anymore. You don't have any thoughts about, am I going to eat or am I being loved? It's all met. Mm. It's all met. It's fulfilled. And as I'm enjoying this moment, and I don't know how long did it take, the people were slowly coming inside the church. And I looked down on the stage. They had a banner up. It said, to respect the presence of God, turn off your cell phone. And I said, there you go. These Christians are blaspheming. How can the presence of God be in this building? I'm a sinner. These people are sinners. God of Islam always distanced himself from a sinner. He's always mad and angry at a sinner. How could he be in this building? At the same time, I cannot deny the presence that is with me. So you're experiencing God. You can't deny it, but your mind is fighting it. That makes sense. Now, I understand you saw things at that Christian service that was so different than your life growing up as a Muslim. How did all of this, you know, what you were experiencing, how did it transform your life? So the services start and they read a psalm out of Psalms of David and then the music starts. That was strange. I said, these people are weird. They're playing music and clapping hand and singing. This is weird. As a Muslim, we got together 22 years and we beat ourselves to a certain amount that you fall in your own blood. You beat yourself and cut yourself and you're wailing and weeping and crying. Uh. I said, what's wrong with this Christian? What are they worshiping and clapping hands and playing music? This is not the same God. Uh And then as I'm questioning everything and I'm perplexed and confused, the service is over. We go down the stairs and my friend buys me out of his own pocket a New Testament, an illegal book in Iran. Uh He buys this New Testament, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he told me, this is the living word of God written for you and for your life. And I looked at him and I said, a living word of God written for me? What are these people talking about? So I started from the book of Matthew, and during that week, I finished the four Gospels five times each. I could not put the book down. The more I read it, the more I got connected, the more he had stuff to talk to me. For example, in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Come unto me, who all labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. And I looked at this book, and I said, How do you know that? Me and the book are having a conversation. I said, How do you know 
I was laboring, I was weary, I had heavy laden, and I needed rest. It became that personal and that intimate to me. Wow. <laughs> and I understand you found out that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that you were kicked out of your home for becoming a Christian. Then you had to run for your life and flee your country, or you were going to face death. So you really understood and understand the cost of your faith. What would you say to someone who's considering giving their lives to Jesus to know the peace of God for their lives? Well, to all that are listening and they know what they're doing and what they're practicing, whatever religion is that, it could be Islam, Buddhism, anything. And you came to this conclusion, you came to the end of yourself that this is not working. This is not helping. It has actually put you in more depression and hopelessness and it's just getting worse. You're in that point. I was in that point too. But when I called out for God and asked for help, His Son, the Savior of this world, the one that He gave His only begotten Son for our sins, that He doesn't want to condemn us anymore, but He wants to give us abundant life. He wants to give us eternal life. And because of what He has done for us, because He died for our sins, He can turn things around, take away your sin, and put us at rest and peace with God. So, It is not easy. Brothers and sisters that you're listening, it is not easy. It wasn't easy. But does it worth it? I can tell you and I confess in my life, it worth it. And if I had to do it a hundred times more, I will do it again. Amen, Muhammad. Your story is so inspirational and is amazing. There it is, folks. Jihadist to born-again Christian. Thanks so much for being with us and encouraging us so much, Muhammad. Thanks again. Of course. Hang tight. The show isn't over yet. I have some thoughts to share with you right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it is amazing how much Muhammad loves Jesus. I mean, it's not like just a convenient thing that he did. He had to sacrifice everything he knew to follow Jesus. You might be wondering, why would he do that? Well, why would someone risk their own lives just to have a relationship with Jesus? Well, it's a really darn good relationship. I tell you the truth, I'm in it. And I would rather die than renounce what I have with Jesus. It really is that good. You see, Muhammad found the reality of this ancient writing in Matthew 13, 44. Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven like this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid and for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Jesus is like a hidden treasure. And in him, you know what you'll find? It's like an everlasting peace 
joy, power, clarity, rest, salvation, and so much more. Jesus truly is the answer to all the ails of your world and to the emptiness we all can find in this world. He isn't just a wish or a hope or just a fad. Jesus is the real deal, friend, where if you encounter this Jesus, you will forsake everything for him. What about you? Have you tasted what I'm talking about yet? Have you discovered this reality that's revealed in ancient scriptures that says in Psalms 34, 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is a man who trusts in him. If you haven't, Jesus is right here. He's knocking on the door of your heart. Are you ready to let him in? Let's pray. Father God, you're amazing. Lord Jesus, you're amazing. We honor you. We bless you. We thank you, Lord, that you died on the cross for our sins and that we can know you. We can taste your goodness, God. Someone right now who's listening is tasting how good you are. Release your spirit to them. Release, Lord God, into their lives. Dwell in us, Lord Jesus. Make oneness with us, Lord. And we want to know you the rest of the days of our life and all the goodness that comes with you. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.